Hello and welcome back to Box to Box. I'm Alex Perry alongside Akshay Wadwani and Jeff Azahauser. And we come to you after some massive results with big implications at all ends of the table. Top four race and the relegation battle had some big, big results. Uh, and on that note, Jeff, why don't we start off with you? How did United do this weekend? Uh, they did incredibly well. It was a brilliant bit of work by them to lose before I woke up. Absolute masterpiece. Stunning work from United. Um, any United fan kind of chalked this one up as, a, well, yeah, we're probably going to lose to Everton because have you seen us? Um, this is exactly the kind of game United lose. It just is. It's in their DNA right now. This team just loses games like this. They just do. I mean, so, you, you do feel like it had it written all over it. Just given the form that Everton's in, the fact that they were in such shit form, like this would be the game that they would bounce back and get a crucial win. And and it was. But I think United's performance was just atrocious. And Ralph Ranić came out after the game and said, oh, United won. United lost even though they dominated. I don't know what game he was watching because they were fucking abysmal. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I don't really know what more to say at this point. I think anything we could say has already been said about United this season. The defense was typically terrible and looked all out of sorts for the full 90 minutes. Uh, the offense was disjointed and, you know, like many matches this season, even when they did put together, uh, you know, meaningful chances, it, it's just one of those matches uh, where as a United fan, it's the all too familiar feeling of we, we never feel like we're going to score. It never looks going forward. Like we genuinely have an opportunity to put the ball in the back of the net. It just doesn't look that way. Um, and, uh, you know, you've seen this controversy now about Ronaldo, you know, it's just the off-field distractions continue with Ronaldo now slapping his phone uh, out of a fan's hand, apparently in frustration as he walks off post-match. No, there's and, no you know, apparently about it, Akshay. There's no apparently about it. You, he very clearly did the thing. Right. Well, the point is like, it's just, it's off-field distraction after off-field distraction. It's, you know, continuously just, it's, 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 it's always focusing on things other than what needs to improve. So no typical result for United. Uh, Do you have any any belief that they can, they can seal a top four finish? No. So turn this around? Yes. Yes, but only because I have a genuine belief that everyone is shit. And by the way, that got proven pretty uh, comfortably. On Arsenal's end. I'm I'm yeah, I mean, Tottenham won 4 0 this weekend. They're in very, very good form right now. I mean, you know, it, it, it remains to be seen. Alex, Alex, what do you say about the history of the Tottenham? Okay, but hold on. Let's look at their past results here. Alex, Alex, what do you say? What do you say about the history of the Tottenham? You can't say it sometimes and not all the time. Yeah, they right. have a history. Right, but you, okay. Yes, Tottenham choke, but I, I think you, you mentioned it. Every team is so bad that, like, even if Tottenham choke, it might not come back to cost them just because Arsenal aren't getting results. They're not playing well. They've lost three of their last five games. United, we've, we've touched upon them, and nothing seems to have changed. So I, in order for Tottenham to choke, or, or in order for even if Tottenham do choke, which looks unlikely, but it is Tottenham, um, if, in order for that to really cost them, you have to see signs that United will, will step up and, and significantly improve their performances. No signs of that. You have to see that from Arsenal, and I think that's a bit more likely, even though they have a much more difficult schedule. Um, but just over the course of the season, I think – I mean, they definitely played better football than United. Um, I think over the course of the season, they have played better football than Spurs. I think Spurs are just catching form at the right time. But And Spurs get a lovely combination of Brighton, who we just saw what they did to Arsenal, Brentford next, who might be playing the best football of their season, uh, you know, 
Chelsea, West Ham, they're they're taking care of business right now. Leicester, United are also playing three of those cares. first four teams you mentioned. Plus I'll Arsenal try, and Liverpool. I'll try. Plus Liverpool. Plus Liverpool. Who that's oh, a sorry, Tottenham also have Liverpool and have Arsenal and have Leicester, and that's in a row. That's that's the next five games for them, Akshay. We have Liverpool, Arsenal, Brentford, Brighton, and Chelsea. Consecutively, and, 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 after we play Norwich, which we will probably win, I think but United, that's not even a guarantee at this point. United most likely to get points from that list of five you talked about, Akshay, off Chelsea. Mostly because I think that's the game the players get up for. And, and sure, they might get on up the final day, when it won't matter anymore because we'll already be out of the top four race. But no, even on the final day, they're, if they're playing Chelsea on the final day, that's not in their next five games, seeing as there are like six or seven games. That's left. not what I said. So they're playing them consecutively after they play Norwich. We have Norwich. No. Uh, no, we do. We have Norwich next, then Liverpool three days later, then Arsenal, then Brentford, then Brighton, then Chelsea. I, I don't think Arsenal is – I don't think – I think if you'd asked me two weeks ago, I would have said guaranteed win for Arsenal. I mean, nothing's guaranteed in the Premier League, but I would have said that they're, they're heavy favorites. Now, now you're going to say Tottenham's heavy favorites, and I'll tell you in two weeks that you have every chance of being just as wrong. That's I'm the point. Gonna, I'm not going to say that Tottenham are heavy favorites, but what I'm gonna, I was going to talk about the United-Arsenal game, and I think there is an opportunity there for United. I mean, we're looking, what, this is, what's today? April, April 23rd. It's the game a couple weekends from now. Um, but Arsenal look like they're they're collapsing. They were poor against Brighton. Their momentum um, definitely appears to have come to a halt. So I, I don't I wouldn't say United are out of it yet, but what I will say though is that I still do believe that Tottenham are favorites. If you if you look at just just going off the schedules that both teams have, and I guess there are some there's some overlap. Um, you know, United, yeah, Chelsea. It's, it's literally only over. It's it's one game they don't have shared, which is absolutely hilarious. Uh, right. It might be two. Then, then you have to look at who's in the better form right now. Tottenham are in the better form. They look like they're the more likely team to to win. Now anything could anything could happen. Um, you know, every team's been up and down this season. But I'm going to go off of what I've seen right now. And that's that Tottenham are playing very, very good football. They're okay. They're okay. Well, uh, hold on. Well, let's, uh, let's pull up their past results here. Four oh, you want to pull up their form? Uh, three, two loss to United. Three, three, two loss to United. Okay, yeah. But one loss in – hold on, let me – and since they've beaten, uh, since they lost to Wolves on February 13th, sorry, since they lost to Burnley on February 23rd, I'll fast forward a bit. Sorry, sorry, what was that? Um, uh, okay. Repeat that result really quick. No, 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 no. Just repeat that result for me really quickly. I'm in... Tottenham. They did lose to United, but that was a close game. Beat Brighton away, beat West Ham, who were in fine form at the time. Stuck five past Newcastle, stuck four past Aston Villa. That's the informed team, and right now they do have the advantage. I mean, they, they're currently fourth. Arsenal have a game in hand, but would need to win by 10 goals if, you know, that if they, if they were to overcome Spurs. Um, I think they'd only but, need to win by like five goals against Spurs. You know, that's how you're doing some quick yeah, math. Or, yeah, quick math there. Um, they got the Costa Rica. There was someone on this podcast who said that United would regret not signing Conte and letting him go to a direct competitor for a top fourth place. And with seven games to go, I think that prediction is slowly starting to appear more and more correct. I don't think so. I, I think that I think that prediction is just absolutely terrible for a number of reasons. Um, the first of which is that, uh, I mean, I think the clock is now at 18 months or less until it crashes and burns and Tottenham are in like 10th uh, under a terrible start to Conte. Uh, it might be the start of next year. It might be the start of the year after, but something's going to crash and burn in a beautiful way. And unlike most Conte uh, 
systems, it won't have titles first. It will be some beautiful crash and burn without any trophies to show for it because this is what happens. Conte uh, stays his welcome and then overstays his welcome and is very quickly booted out. Uh, also, if you think that that would have worked at United, that's giving too much credit to a United board that's terrible and a group of United players that are also terrible. I don't think... Uh, I, yeah, I might say it. I don't think Fergie would get this team uh, to play all that much better. It's it's down to the players that are absolutely like, I think Fergie would spend one day in training with this team and resign because these, the players just don't give a shit to the point where it's like, uh, it's not about managers. It's not a Conte wasn't a magic fix for United. I I disagree. Uh, Going off of that, I do want to say, uh, Jeff, I think you hit it on the nose when you said it's all about the players. Uh, Man United players don't have any character right now, maybe outside of Ronaldo, but even then, I don't know. Um, Ronaldo's got character. I think we saw that. Yeah, and talking about character, I think, again, I still hesitate to give as much credit to Antonio Conte for Tottenham's success as I do always give credit to the partnership of Harry Kane and Hyun Ming Son and also the addition of Kulishevsky, who's been, those three players have contributed more to Tottenham uh, since Kulishevsky's been signed and since Conte took over than any other player or than Conte's contributed. So uh, to me, Tottenham's success is still as much uh, due, if not more due, uh, to what Hyun Ming Song especially is doing, but also Harry Kane with Son and Kulishevsky with the two of them. Right, but I, Harry Kane wasn't performing at the start of the season under Nuno. He only started performing once Conte took over. After- Harry Kane wasn't performing. Harry Kane wasn't performing at the start of a season that he after he went through an entire transfer uh, saga with Manchester oh, City. Yeah, and then, sat and then, out, and sat out an entire party. As soon as that out and start scoring that out an entire preseason and warmed up and got to, he would have started scoring whether or not Conte showed up. He was in a, listen, but, but I, I think he took an was- entire preseason off. He had a massive transfer saga. He took a couple months to get his head right. And I could have been the manager and he would have turned it around because Harry Kane's a talented. I, I just, but also, if, if you look at the way that Conte sets his team up to play, I think that partnership between Kane and Son complements um, Conte's style of play very, very well. So I do give credit to that because I think they've they've been a lot more lethal than they would have been under under another manager. Um, those balls over the top uh, from Kane to Son or vice versa on the counter or that, that, I mean, that that's vintage Antonio Conte. So if he's gotten the absolute, that's best also position, vintage Kane and son, and they've been doing yeah, but, it since but, before yeah, Conte has been there. Wouldn't see that, that that effect will be amplified under a manager like Conte who, you know, who likes that style of play. Um, and Conte, yes, as, as good as cool stuff as he's been, he's been great. Conte was the one who lobbied uh, Spurs to, to go after him. Conte's wanted Kulisevsky for a while. I believe he wanted him at Inter as well. Uh, might be wrong on that. He definitely wanted him at Spurs. So, I think, you know, that that's another point where Conte has, you know, done done a very good job. And you talk about how no manager could get get the get, you know, improve this United team. I think Conte would have. Um, and I don't want to talk about like hypotheticals and dwell on that, but Conte is a manager who's won title after title. I think he's a lot more likely and knows how to motivate players a lot more than someone like Ole, who's won nothing in his career, who's accomplished nothing in his managerial career, at least. Oh, Perry. Oh, Perry, please tell me that. Oh, oh, Purry, please tell me you didn't just say Ole's won nothing in his career when he might have scored the most career. famous winning goal ever. And, and his you didn't say okay. Yeah, because you score one winning goal doesn't mean you know how to motivate players when you're not playing. Matt, we, should move on. we should move on to the title race because right now there's a lot more to be said about that, I think, and from the single City-Liverpool game than we can glean from Arsenal's loss in Manchester. What, ti- what title race? Uh, one Diaz injury is the only reason Liverpool aren't dead and buried. Are you serious right now? Yeah. One Diaz injury, who, first of all, Diaz didn't even start. Yes. I mean, yeah, it's been great. Because he's injured. Okay. So what about one, what about a one De Bruyne injury? You no, I'm say, saying because thing. Diaz is injured, 
Oh, oh, I thought I talked about. I thought you were talking about Liverpool's Diaz. No, I don't. No, sorry, who? I don't. Who are yeah. you talking about? Ruben Diaz. Yeah. Um. I mean, the only Diaz on either of those teams who's relevant in football. So you're saying that if Ruben Diaz has played, Liverpool would not have scored. I'm saying that second goal gets absolutely crushed by Ruben Diaz play. Absolutely. That second goal was was vintage having okay. terrible center back. Play. What what would have happened had he played fine? But you know, I I could I could say that if Virgil Van Dijk wasn't injured last season, Liverpool would have won the league. And well, you did say that. Injured, yeah, per you said that oh, yeah. repeatedly. <laughs> you said that frequently. Well, I, I, I can make that the, the fact of the matter is, Ruben Diaz. I don't know how long he's out for, but he is out. I might be a little bit. I might be a little bit spicy mad because I made a rather large bet on City to win two one. Um, I have no other motivations than than the fact that I'm a, a scorned bad beat. Ruben Diaz has already returned to training. He's not. He's going to be back before the end of the season. I know, but my my point simply, Akshay, is that I lost money on that Mane goal. Sure, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> Alex, I actually genuinely don't care about this title race. It's it's baseball season already. I went to an opening weekend game in Philadelphia. Got to check off a new stadium. Like uh, this title race to me, irrelevant. United disappointment to which can. I won't watch. They could turn what twenty three point gap or twenty yeah twenty three point gap. I mean, you never know. Um, well, for the two of us that do care about the title race still, Alex, did you did you see enough from Liverpool against City, against in probably the biggest test of this just season? Enough. Left? Like, like, did you see enough? I saw the absolute bare minimum because um, right. they were they were lucky to be in the game after halftime. City dominated. I would agree. Total control of the midfield, created a ton of chances. Um, second half, Liverpool definitely stepped up. Obviously, I mean, immediately they get the goal. Um, looked in control for about a ten to fifteen minute spell. After that. The defended well enough. I mean, a couple of last, some last ditch defending at times. We saw Van Dyke um, clear it. I mean, it wasn't off the line, but it was, it was a goal bound shot from Diaz or uh, Jesus that had beaten Allison. Um, Matip, that, you know, that tackle and stoppage time or block and stoppage time um, potentially kept, I mean, pretty much kept the title race alive. That could have been it then and there. Um, I, I would have liked to have seen more from Liverpool, though, just at, at least taking the initiative. And those last 10 minutes, it was City pushing for the winner. You know, it, that should have been Liverpool. It, it's Liverpool who have this opportunity to, to go on top of the table. Um, they're not, you know, to, to at least keep their destiny in their own hands. So a, a draw certainly isn't the worst result at all. Um, keep, keep the title race very much alive. It's, nothing's over yet um, by far. And I would have said that if Liverpool won, even if Liverpool won, you know, there's still seven games remaining and anything can happen. So I, I think... Liverpool will be content with the draw. I think City will be content with the draw. But it could have been better for Liverpool, and I think the performance should have been a bit better. And, and, and the other thing that, that concerns me is it's not so much the implication for the title race. Liverpool play City again next week in the, in the FA Cup and could potentially, I mean, it's not unthinkable that they meet in the Champions League final. So if this is how poorly Liverpool are performing against them now, it, it's con- – you know, the, the thought of playing Man City again um, is is a bit is a bit of a concern. I think it's also sort of just directly between them where where Klopp where Klopp has to improve. Yeah, I would uh, I would add to that. I think I, I was a little uh, shocked by the fact that Liverpool seemed content to settle for a draw in those last 15, 20 minutes of the second half. Uh, for me, it should have been the reverse. I would think that City would be far more content with a draw uh, given their position in the table versus Liverpool. I understand that both these teams want, you know, to widen the gap as much as they can. Uh, 
But for me, it should have been Liverpool that was pushing for the winner, not City in those final 15 to 20 minutes. And Liverpool, almost uh, very unlike Klopp, uh, and very unlike Liverpool, seemed almost content to sit back and defend and, and hold for 2-2, uh, which to me was a little disturbing. If you're a Liverpool fan, I would have liked, you know, uh, you know, you should definitely be pushing for the winner, especially against City. If you have the opportunity to go two points above them as opposed to stay one point back, uh, you take that. Uh, and so that for me was was a little scary uh, from an Anfield perspective. I, I mean, yeah. I, I think I, the bigger also, problem... Oh, go ahead, Jeff. The, the way bigger problem is the fact that we keep bringing up top four teams and how uh, there's no way they pick up points off of Liverpool, but uh, Liverpool's schedule, they're running in league games because obviously they have City in the FA Cup and they might have an FA Cup final coming up as well, but Liverpool's running in the league includes uh, United coming up on Tuesday of next week. Uh, they have obviously Champions League this Tuesday, uh, but Everton, Newcastle, Tottenham, um, but those two games, United and, and Tottenham, uh, you know, you expect Liverpool to get six points, but that's those are tough matchups. They they finish with Wolves. They still have Villa and Southampton as well. City, on the other hand, it's a who's who of who's not that they have to play. I, I disagree with that actually. I mean, a lot Watford, of- Leeds, Newcastle, Simon. Oh. I think. I think first of all, you're... a lot of those teams have huge amounts of stuff to play for. Burnley, uh, you mentioned Watford; they still have a relegation fight. Leeds are still uh, looking to avoid relegation. All Leeds of those are, teams still have a Leeds lot. Leeds are pretty comfortably. Yeah, but they're, 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 Leeds relegated. are always they're a wild. Not comfortable. Card, they're, they're not, not comfortable. comfortable for them. And Leeds. Hey, also- listen, if United can beat Leeds as bad as they do, and City can't, then they don't deserve to be the champions. At, like, yeah, but it's a Premier League. That's the point. I mean, anything can happen. The, the, the fixture that actually stands out to me for, for Man City is Wolverhampton away um, because City have struggled at Wolves um, in, in this fixture. Big bogey team. Uh, yeah. So I, I think, you, you know. Fire on. Exactly. So I, I think Wolves can cause City a couple problems there. Uh, West Ham are out of the top four race by now, but second to last West game. Ham can't beat Brentford. Well, West Ham are, okay. Yeah, but they're out of the. West Ham are, are, are up they're and down. They're not a very tricky opponent. They're not, Everybody wants to beat City, dude. Yeah, I, I, I'm just telling you that if I was a Liverpool fan, I would rather have City schedule on the run-in than... Oh, absolutely. No, no don't get me wrong. Just by quality of team right, on yeah. paper, absolutely, I'd rather have yeah. City schedule. But, I mean, first of all, uh, I, you know, by the form that these two teams are in, I don't think, uh, I, realistically, uh, I don't think any of us expect them to lose any of these remaining fixtures. Uh, they just The only teams that they seem to be capable of losing to are each other. So... I mean, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll place money right now, Akshay, that, that both City and Liverpool uh, drop points before the season's over. No, I don't think that's out of the, I don't that's think that's out of the, the, I don't think that's out of the question, but I don't think either of them are losing another match. Ooh, I, I, I think I'll take one of them to lose a match before the season ends. At least. Yeah, I mean, the most, the more likely of the two is Liverpool for sure, just on schedule. Um, but, you know, even by the, the superior competition that Liverpool is going to be facing for the rest of the season, I don't expect them to lose any of those matches. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Rivalry game with Everton. That's a big one. <laughs> Merseyside Derby. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those no. are always fun. We to play United too, but uh, considering the former currently. And Tottenham. Also the, also the form that, uh, you know, t- Tottenham's the one that, that scares me the most, particularly after Tottenham the- is probably the scariest. Well, yeah, if I'm Klopp, I'm looking at those fixtures. Tottenham is probably the, the one and, that I'm scared And not only because of the form that Tottenham are in. Um, th- this fixture has kind of been on my mind for a while now, because if you look at how Tottenham play, we, we were just talking about, you know, those balls from Kane to Son over the top, playing on the counter, right? Liverpool played exceptionally high line. So if, if you look at how high a line Liverpool play, I think that's that's a danger. And, and if you look at some of the best chances that Man City had, 
uh, at the Etihad, it was them getting in behind Liverpool's high line. I mean, Sterling had a goal ruled out for ruled out for offsides that would have made it three two, um, and it was the correct decision, but barely, barely. So Liverpool can- another matter of inches one. So. Yeah. So, you know, Tottenham can definitely catch Liverpool out, and that's something that concerns me. Um, you know, hopefully uh, I attend my first Liverpool game. Uh, that'll definitely God, I hope they lose. That would make me that would make me so happy. Um, that was I, I wish, field, right? This yeah, I wish you nothing but the best, Hurry. I, I wish you nothing but the best, but man, I want Tottenham to win like four nothing that game. You, even if it, what, what if it cost United a uh, place in the Champions League? No, no, Tottenham are going to win four nothing. <laughs> Tottenham are going to win four nothing, but they're going to get eleven red cards in the ninety after the game. As soon as the game's over, right after it's final, because you have to forfeit if you got too many. They're going to get eleven red cards, and they're actually going to get a twelve point deduction for starting a massive brawl on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, uh, at least you'll way, be uh, so like. I've worked out a scenario where Liverpool get bashed at home. You get to see history in the making, right? I think Harry Kane's going to like beat up some fans or something. I don't know. You get to see history, Tottenham bash on Liverpool. And then also, yeah, get a fat, they don't, give them a hundred point deduction, auto relegate them for, for whatever. The chances of that happening are, are greater or lesser than they were for Leicester winning the league in 2016. Just, just I think it's about, even. it's about 50, 50. Greater. Greater the odds of Leicester City winning the Premier League in 2016-17 were astronomical. Okay, okay, but the odds of of, yeah, but the odds of yeah, uh, Tottenham getting auto relegated. I guarantee you, there's still it's still better odds than Leicester winning the league. Do you realize what the payout was for that? Yeah, I know what the payout was. That it was insane. Um, All right, let's let's talk about the the most interesting race in the Prem this year by far. Uh, You would think going into this weekend, we all said Burnley kind of. I mean, with the games in hand, they had a huge opportunity. They beat. Everton in the midweek and we're like okay Burnley might be stepping it up they might be relegating Everton here they're putting in a good little shift ah ha psych Burnley go out and lose to Norwich who if they want to make a great escape it started with that moment uh they still have a chance uh they only have 21 points and the gap right now is is 28 at Everton and they have some matchups left they can seven yeah, points is, okay is Norwich not out of it they're not out of it I mean they're they're out of it but they're not actually out of it mathematically yet at they, all literally they'd have to win like 90 percent of it, it, it starts with beating burnley to, to win this Norway. it starts with beating burnley that's some good progress and it doesn't it doesn't help though that uh you know we thought burnley got a good result this weekend and then or this midweek and then they shit the bed this weekend against a game in a game they should be winning and everton did what every united fan ever could have predicted and no everton fan ever would have predicted every everton fan would have said we're gonna get you know united are gonna get revenge they're gonna bash us for no like we did um and every United fan would have been sitting in the corner going, it's going to hurt again, I swear. Um, okay. It doesn't help that Newcastle recovered form against The Wolves. bad man's going to hurt me again. The bad man's going to hurt me. Oh, it's I, a deflection off of his leg. I hate uh, Harry Maguire, fire him into the sun. I don't even care if he's like a decent footballer anymore and he's like good for England or whatever. I just, I can't watch him anymore. It makes me sad. It, it would okay? come off Harry Maguire. Like that, that deflected, even if he's not like, by the way, where it didn't fuck up, like of course it wouldn't be him. He I will say Leeds, Leeds did Norwich a favor though by beating Watford. Especially yeah, Leeds did a huge favor. I mean, and, and Leeds have locked up favor. there. I mean, at thirty-three points uh, with six left to go for Leeds, they should be pretty comfortably through. I mean, ten points right. in the last in the last four games for them is not too shabby. Watford, uh, but Watford getting zero points at home, that is huge for Norwich if they're still in this. Yeah, if, if Norwich want to make a push, it's going to be right here, right now in the in the spicy time of the season. And my goodness, are we in the spicy time of the season? Let's quickly get to the Champions League where um, 
I, Liverpool, it's a write-off. They, they've won their matchup already, yeah. I mean, anything can happen in the Champions League. I'm not going to say it's a write-off, um, you know, especially after Villarreal. Nothing's a write-off. Not after Villarreal beat Bayern Munich. Uh, but I would expect Liverpool to go through. I don't want Salah to start. Salah looks like he needs some rest. Ever since he's gotten I'm, I'm shocked he started. Uh, I'm shocked he started the first leg. Yeah, so am I. I don't um, think it was necessary at all. Yeah. Um, I'm also surprised Thiago started just given, you know, his, his injury history. Yeah, but, he's fragile. I mean, yeah. it's just a lot of, honestly, a lot of players club started that I would not have expected when you have City coming up on the weekend in a one-point gap in the title race. Uh, pretty interesting uh, coaching all around this week for Klopp, even in the City game as well. You know, you, Jeff, you'd predicted uh, that Klopp would, would rotate um, for the first leg against Benfica. We all did. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what I thought would happen. So I was surprised to see, to see such a uh, strong lineup. But, I mean, it should be Liverpool's game. I think Klopp can't afford to rotate. Um, Liverpool probably don't have to hit second gear, I think, as long as they just see the job out. Um, rest players, make sure no one gets injured. Uh, and may, maybe Salah comes on as a sub just to get a few minutes. Um, but I think some rotation would definitely, definitely be good at this at this time of the season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty confident. Yeah. I think we're even... pretty confident Liverpool have their spot booked. Yeah, or just just keeping Salah as a sub to bring on in case you need a little extra offensive firepower if Benfica happened to be putting pressure on. If Benfica happened to be pulling off a miracle and are starting to come back, you bring on Salah, and then that's a whole other, you know, Benfica's defense now has to, you know, do a whole other game plan around him uh, when they're trying to come back in the in the tie. So Salah starts in this one. I, I don't know. Too much, I think, I mean, it should be, Liverpool should be going through. Yes, they should, um, right. But, you know. Whatever the whatever the reasoning, you know, Salah should not be starting. We're spending yeah. too much time on a game that is that yeah. doesn't matter relative to the other three. Let's talk about uh, Atleti, where Simeone, in a two-legged knockout after going down one nil away, has never ever not gone through. So I don't think that's going to change. You think Atleti wins? I think Atleti wins. It's in Madrid. Uh, City has a history of choking in the Champions League. Yeah. It looks really impotent, even at home. Uh, against Atletico, so if they if they do a similar game plan, but with more offense, City's defense has holes. Yeah, and uh, the the fat look on Perry's face when his jaw dropped. I don't think he was expecting me to say that Simeone has never not gone through it. He was expecting me to say no, that he's never. I, gone yeah, through. I'm still trying to like figure that. I, when I'm down just, one nil, Simeone's a better manager okay. than you think he is. Perry. When no, down no, one nil away, really good manager. I can't think of any other scenario where he's been down one nil after the first leg. And it's There's probably only like one other scenario, which is which makes that stat way more funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So you have to put that into context. What I would say about that is, I, I think the only way Atletico really go through is they win one nil, or they they win one nil and then they just go through on penalties because they didn't get a they didn't manage a single shot. All game at the Etienne. I know how I know how Simeone will set his team up to play. He wants his team to sit back. I know it's Man City at the Etienne, but it's not manage a single shot. It's abysmal. Having said that, I think for the most part, Atletico actually defended very, very admirably, um, as they tend to do. Okay. Although, um, how many saves did Old Black have? To, uh, did um, yeah, did not many. Not many. I mean, the only time he was really tested was that the Bruyne goal. But other than that, Atletico had you know no, wonder goal by the way. Yeah, no, spectacular finish, but um, he did a very good job frustrating Man City. Um, but it's still, you know, I just, I saw so little from them. This is not the team that they Curry, I, uh, I, mean, I is... found it. It's two times, actually. Uh, it's two times that Simeone has done it. 2015 uh, against Bayer Leverkusen in, uh, after losing the first leg 1-0. And they followed it. He followed it up in 2016 against, oh, you're, you know, probably some other, like, not very good team, right? Yeah, 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 Barca. 
So, um, hurry, this is also they had an away goal. They had an away goal in that game, though. The squad has changed, but this is also the same club that put three goals past Liverpool at Anfield as little as two years ago. So, I, I, you know, Simeone gets it done in the Champions League. His squad's always overachieving. This is a perfect example of an opportunity to do so again. City yeah, yeah, are perennial yeah. chokers. And you don't know. Never ever, I mean, look, never, ever write out Atletico Madrid off. Like, I but think especially like, not very, when very Pep capable. tinkers with his lineup. Exactly. There's there's a chance Pep goes out there and he runs like a 3-5-3 three, three, no goalie. Like, you never know what he's going to do in the Champions League. He could run that beautiful 3-5-3 three, three with um, Ederson just out there in the midfield. A, a proper Neuer. Like, you don't know what he's going to run. He could do anything in the Champions League. He could do a 7-2-2 two, two, no goalie. You don't know. It's, it's anything with this man. Yeah. I mean, I mean look, I, I think City – I still think City are the favorites to go through. I, I mean, after after that 1-0 win, they're, they're the favorites. But, look, you, obviously you never, ever write off as a Diego Simeone team. You never write off the Atletico Madrid team. Right. They've, they've beaten better sides. Um, in the we, should, we should talk about PSG Real Madrid though, because we have eight minutes left. Um, so let's, let's get right to it. How, how good Chelsea is- are going through Chelsea no. are going through. It's, it's no. a guarantee for me. Look, this if they a- can't do the one thing they need to do to shut Real Madrid down pretty much, which is keep track of Kareem Benzema. They literally could not do that. No, yeah, that proves a little more no difficult. One, Akshay. No not Benzema though. That's a that's a difficult task right now, but yeah, that's what difficult. I'll say. I, I I smell some weird Chelsea magic this year. I'm telling you, I don't I can't I have no legitimate analysis for why I think it's gonna happen. I just smell it. You know what I just smell is Real Madrid just like they're on another level right now in the Champions League. Yeah, they will not be stopped. They will not be stopped at Stanford Bridge, they will not be stopped in Paris. Well, they were stopped one one nil, but you know what I mean. They will not be stopped. This is a Real Madrid squad well, that well, is on a mission. Paris, so mission. They don't even care about La Liga anymore. They care about winning the Champions League. And they're going to do that behind Karim Benzema, who literally cannot be stopped, apparently, not even by guys like Rudiger and Christensen, who have been stopping far, you know. A potential matchup between City and Real Madrid for a Champions League semifinal would be. Which Real Madrid would win, I'm, I'm sure. I, I think Real Madrid would win that as well. I'm, they I'm won't get the chance. It'll be Chelsea. Just they what happened to Chelsea game. in the first leg, though? I got. I want you guys' opinions because I really don't understand. You honestly didn't off didn't watch a minute. Did not watch a minute. Okay, well, I'll, I, I did watch, watch the highlights, and it was well, an with that Real Madrid um, and their key players know how to step up in the Champions League every single year. I mean, they're performing well in La Liga this year, but even when they're not performing well in La Liga, they always always raise their game in the Champions League, and that's exactly what we saw. Yeah, Two you're right. Players. I'm sure this Chelsea team really like withers away at any important. I'm sure they don't have World Cup winners or like you know didn't win the Champions League last year. I'm sure they shy away from the big. Right. One of the and shittiest okay. Champions how League many finals Champions League titles has ever been played. Anyone on Chelsea won, and how many Champions League titles has Benzema won? Murray, Casemiro, Danny Carvajal. I know. Up. I'm just saying it's not like it's not like you know World Cup winner Conte. Uh, or, uh, you know, Euro winner Jorginho are coming off like, you know, they're, the lights are too big and bright for them, right? It's not like these guys haven't played in everything. And, and Bobby's won a World Cup. Yeah, I don't think he's shown away from that Champions League fight. Messi's won the Champions League. Neymar's won the Champions League. I mean, you look at look at PSG's squad. You have winners all over. I mean, you have, you have players. I'm just saying, I don't think the experience is the differentiating factor it's for not, Real Madrid. Not, but I'm not saying Real Madrid won because they have better experience. I'm saying that Real Madrid won because they have players in this competition who know how to step up and have been doing so not just one year, but for the past half a decade, actually even longer than that. 
Um, and and they're old. Benzema is absolutely world class. No one can cope with him at the moment. So I think once those two goals came, uh, all Real Madrid had to do was really just shut Chelsea out, and that's exactly what they did. And they know how to do that because they they know this Real Madrid team excels at seeing matches out. It's what they did against PSG when they took the lead and were actually, they looked more likely to add a fourth than PSG did to get back into the tie. Um, and it's, it's, it's what they did against Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea just looked broken, looked out of ideas. And this is something that we've seen when even the top teams in Europe face Real Madrid. It happens to everyone. Um, here, come, here, comes that, here comes that Chelsea 2-0 win on penalty, maybe even 3-0. I'm just, you know I'm, what Spanish team also has a chance of going through against uh, an opponent that we thought was going to beat the crap out of them? Villarreal, or oh, sorry, as the uh, as uh, as, uh, as as I would Taylor, say, as Taylor, what's his name, likes to call them Villarreal. <laughs> it's um, you gotta it's do Taylor, a like T- Taylor Tolman. You gotta yes, you gotta Taylor do Tolman. a a butchering of a rolled R. It's Villarreal. Villarreal. I can't remember my tongue, so I'm actually Bayern's gonna Bayern's gonna just put beat those snuffing at stuffing at yeah. On paper, yes, but this is Villarreal we're talking about. Uh, I mean, look, it is Henry. He, you know, he, he does know how to get far in Europe. If this was the Europa League, Bayern. I'd take him over Bayern. Yeah, the exact same Bayern matchup, but the Europa the League. Champions quarterfinal. We've seen what happens. Just you know, it's it's like with Real Madrid. We see what Bayern do to these. these Though players. I will say, I will say, the Allianz Arena, I would say, probably gives you the same quality of home field advantage that, uh, say, a San Siro does. Okay, I mean, and that, that's Juventus's home stadium, right? No, that's, that's no, Juventus. that's that's the Milan Shared Stadium. stadium. Dummy. Oh, the, the yeah, yeah. Stupid. Whatever, my point is, I know something you don't know Allianz, about right? soccer. So Villarreal, Stupid. If Villarreal, yeah, Jeff is automatically now Juventus. right about every argument you guys get into. Yeah, Akshay, <laughs> you you've never been right about anything in soccer ever because I knew that was the Milan Stadium and you didn't. Ah, stupid. I'm right about everything. The Milan Stadium, really. No, 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 no. It's not called the Milan, Milan Stadium. The San Siro is where both of the Milan teams play. No, I know that. Because we only have three minutes left. In I got it. Anyway, um, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm taking Villarreal, honestly. I'll uh, take okay. Bayern minus four and a half. They're going to put like eight past them. Actually, you this really think Villarreal to go through? I, I, I give them a shot. I think so. Nah, this is about to get ugly. It's, this uh, is about to be don't let your kids watch kind of murder. We'll uh, see. I mean, look. Paper Bayern should win easy. Yeah, but if you look so. what happened in, in Salzburg, you know, Salzburg were great at home to Bayern Munich in the first leg. Probably should have won that game. Salzburg are not a giant killer. Just Villarreal, Salzburg Juventus didn't win three 0 at Juventus. Not giants, okay? Juventus are shit. They're a team that is that is scrapping for fourth place in Serie A. So, you know, maybe Juventus were slight favorites, but it's not like it's an, it's a great shot that Villarreal went through. Bayern's a different level altogether. Look, and I, I, I compared to the Salzburg tie, where Bayern were not great away at Salzburg in the first leg, and it's absolutely blew them away. What is it? Four nil at halftime, five nil at halftime uh, at the second leg. I, I could see something similar happening here. Maybe to that, maybe not to that extent, but I can definitely see like a four, one, five, see. four goal victory for, for Bayern Munich. I know the fourth, fourth and final fixture. That I was mean, the fourth and final fixture. Yeah. Oh, that was. Yeah. All right. Oh, um, yeah. yeah we we'll, did. we'll touch on <laughs> one last thing very quickly as we have two minutes left to get out of here. Um, very, very quickly. Fulham atop the table with 83 points, 10 points above Bournemouth. They're pretty comfortably going through as champions. Uh, and, you know, that I think worse than any results, I think that's what buried Norwich this year is Fulham winning again. They can't play in the same division. They just can't. 
So Fulham's coming back up. Norwich is going back down. I'm not totally sure. They're not the same teams. Have you ever seen them in the same place at the same time? No. That's so That's maybe they're the same teams. Uh, on, an, on that note, uh, Bournemouth, who have only played 39 games, uh, 73 points, kind of slipping into a little bit of a battle, trying to avoid that playoff spot. Huddersfield, a name that we're all familiar with for being Burnley, uh, back when Burnley wasn't in their full form yet, uh, are doing their thing. Huddersfield are in third right now. Nottingham Forest, who have uh, won five on the trot, at least. I can't see their form past the last five, but they've at least won their last five in fourth. Luton Town in fifth, and Sheffield United in sixth. That would be a hell of a playoff. Blackburn are just... Nottingham back in the top flight. I mean, these, these are, you know, former European champions. Honestly, my dream Not is European either... Winner. Either Nottingham or Huddersfield. I don't think Huddersfield do it just because they have two extra games on Bournemouth that they've already played. But Nottingham or, or Huddersfield stealing that auto-promotion spot from Bournemouth and then the other one winning the playoff or Luton Town winning the playoff, hell yeah. I want Bournemouth to stay down. I want Sheffield to stay down. I mean, if Blackburn can sneak into the playoffs and make something happen, go for it. Let's just get some fun new teams in there, right? Let's see some teams we haven't seen in a long time. When's the last time you remember hearing about Luton Town and anything other than like an FA Cup third round time? With, with that, uh, lots of action to come. Championship, promotion, relegation, Champions League. We'll have it all here on Box to Box. Until then, I'm Alex Purry alongside Akshay Budwani and Jeff Azerhauser, and we will see you next week. <laughs>